Nintendo is shutting down the online services of the 3DS and Wii U next year and another game tonight. Plus, Microsoft is reportedly close to acquiring Activision Blizzard. Tonight is October 8th, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say uh, even if... Gonna... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. Welcome to Totally, the very first take of tonight's episode of the Bobby Blackwolf Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwolf. If you're joining us here live on the Voice Geeks Network at uh, Twitch channel, uh, welcome. You obviously know that this is totally the first take. One take Blackwolf. That's what pod culture says. Absolutely true. First take. This is totally the first take. Uh, You can see that here. Uh, We do tape the show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. Come join us, interact with the show directly, and totally see the one take. Uh, But I do understand that this is a podcast, and you're probably sitting here going, of course it's one take. Yes, you're right. That's the magic of podcasting. It's great, isn't it? We do have a Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That is where you can be throughout the week uh, talking about uh, stuff you may want us to see us cover or uh, interact, uh, react to things that we talked about in previous episodes. That is where you can do it or uh, just hang out with a great community. It's it's a great community. Um, uh, So, uh, so Yeah. I am going to, so we're going to have a show next week. We will not be here in two weeks on the the weekend of uh, the 19th through the 20th or the 20th through the 22nd. I I don't know. What is time? Um, So because I am going to be at TwitchCon, I'm going to my first ever TwitchCon uh, out in Las Vegas. And I am going to be, uh, I am there uh, because of Games Done Quick, who I have worked with multiple times before in the past. Uh, and this time uh, they do a, they do kind of a mini marathon. They've, they've, they haven't done it since 2019 for, for obvious reasons, but they're bringing it back here uh, this year. And it's Games Done Quick Express and Games Done Quick Express. It benefits the Able Gamers charity, which has been working with a lot of game developers for their ex- on accessibility uh, and and they're actually one of the catalysts for all of the great accessibility options in games like The Last of Us and you know the the, the Forza Motorsport and you know a lot of the games that have a lot more than just difficulty settings, but rather things for colorblindness or audio cues and things like that. Uh, the Able Gamers is really the charity that's behind all of that and and helping uh, with the accessible controllers and making it so people who are not as as abled as many of us who are here on the stream. Uh, it, it allows them to enjoy the same games that we do. And it also sometimes makes games better for those of us who might have, you know, a little bit of, a, you know, not as debil- debilitating condition, but we may have something and it can help with that. You know, larger subtitles is always good. Uh, that's one of the things that they talk about. So, um. And, um, and and yeah, so Games Done Quick, they are doing a mini marathon during the operating hours of TwitchCon. So it's not a 24-hour show uh, from uh, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific uh, and benefiting Able Gamers. And I was selected as one of the, I think, nine hosts is how many we have. Uh, one of the nine hosts for GDQX. And uh, I am going to be uh, hosting, uh, I'm opening two days. So Friday at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, I am going to be hosting uh, Pseudo Regalia by Jaxler and Mario Golf Toadstool Tour by Blue Candy. And then Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, I've got Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions DS, full arsenal uh, by Oof Moment 420. Not sure if we're going to say that full name, but it's what's on the schedule, so I'm going to say it here. Uh Stardew Valley, a two-player glitchless seated mines by the Valiant Sun and Terpreter, 
Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. They seem really excited to have me on comms. And then Silent Hill 2 by Ecdysis. Hard, hard, because one hard is not enough. Actually, one of those is action level hard, and the other one's, uh, uh, I think, puzzle level hard. So it's basically doing hard and hard and not easy or anything like that. But, and Rob Roberts says, Bobby's got to get up early. Good thing Twitch is on West Coast time. Yes, TwitchCon is on West Coast time. I live on West Coast time. It's going to be just fine. But... What I want to say is uh, I don't – I have details. I'm not going to share them all because uh, just beca- just in case something falls through. But you may actually really want to be tuning in at the beginning of those because of what it sounds like they want to do uh, at the beginning of each day. And uh, you may see somebody very familiar. Uh, and, and I'm talking about somebody familiar here, not, you know, familiar on GDQ because you'll see them too, but you may see someone very familiar on both of those days. Um, I don't, I I have some specifics and some not specifics, so I don't want to share too much. Uh, but it's a little bit of an expanded role and I'm very, very excited for that. And thank you to the games done quick, uh, staff for, um, considering me for something like that. So, uh, I am very much looking forward to my first TwitchCon. I looked through like a lot of the other stuff going on at TwitchCon. I'm like, there's really not much else here. Like, I'll walk through, you know, some stuff. And I looked at some panels, and uh, you know, uh, I actually saw a panel uh, that's being done. Unfortunately, it's during a time at GDQ, then be at GDQ. But it's it's kind of a carbon copy of the panel that Rob and I put on at uh, at uh, DragonCon about being, you know, an older person on twitch except instead where we were like hey you know it's about you know being here over 40 for twitch they had to make it being over 35 so there's a whole um and i think it's called like are we too old for this and it's all about twitch streaming at at, at the age of 35 or up and ours was 40 um yeah we we, we had our cutoff at 40 years old and up at tw- but i guess for TwitchCon they had to make it 35 and up or they wouldn't get people on 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 their panels. So, uh but I was looking through all that stuff. Um I we did not submit a panel because uh TwitchCon f- for very good reason uh assigns people to run your panel. Uh they assign a moderator from their moderator pool and they're all Twitch partners from what I understand. Um so like we would have this panel that we've put on at other conventions and then we would hand it over to somebody else who would run it on our behalf. And we would be on it, but we wouldn't really get to have too much say in the flow of it because their 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 person would be running it. So we uh opted not to and so uh but I'm gonna be doing a bunch of stuff on GDQX and so I'm gonna be on a stage. Uh the stage if you are going to TwitchCon, uh the GDQX stage is just to the left of the main entrance on level one. So I don't know um obviously I've I've never been to the Las Vegas Convention Center. I don't know the layout I don't know if it's going to be enclosed or if it's going to be open or what, but I looked at the map, and it is just to the left of the main entrance on level one. So that is where GDQX is going to be. Uh, if you see me, come say hi. Don't uh, I, I'd love to meet people. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so uh, I am uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to Vegas for the first time too. Uh, I'm going to be very nice and and not experience all of Vegas, but I'm going to Vegas, so it's going to be great. So that does mean there is not going to be a show on Sunday night of that week. So that's in two weeks from tonight because I am taking a red eye home and I'm not getting in until like five in the morning, Monday morning. So I'm, I'm taking a red eye back home. So um, let's talk about what's going on uh, now and actually what's going on tonight, which does not benefit you on the podcast audience at all. And I apologize for that. But uh, there is uh, a lot of Nintendo is shutting down things there there, we've got two stories about nintendo shutting down online features one of them is tonight by the way nintendo life reports that in case you missed it bandai namco's battle royale pac-man 99 will be ending its online service later this week on the 8th of october so literally tonight tonight is the 8th of october it is over uh so uh pac-man 99 goes away um they there was a uh, uh, announcement quote the online service for Nintendo Switch online subscriber only software Pac-Man 99 will end on Sunday October 8th 2023 you can continue to enjoy the offline mode of paid additional content even after the online service ends unquote now you had to buy that stuff by August 8th 
they delisted all that stuff on August 8th. So, like, it's over. If you did not de- buy the offline content for Pac-Man 99 two months ago, you 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 don't get it anymore. Bandai Namco's website for the game explains how the online service and distribution of the main game will be discontinued. Paid custom content and modes have already been discontinued. So your Pac-Man 99 experience ends tonight, period. If, if you did not buy it, uh, it's it's over. And this is like, there's a tangent I'm going to take. Not about Pac-Man 99 necessarily, but it's about discontinuing these services. And I, and I bring this up because this is something that my, my wife and I were doing today because we're, we're working on, uh, you know, putting, doing some stuff in our house and we put up some more uh, shelving today for, for board games. And one of the board games we have is Drop Mix. And I was like, oh, damn, Drop Mix. Yeah, like, because we haven't played it in a while. And we even bought some packs of, of Drop Mix cards. So Drop Mix was by Harmonix. And it was essentially Fuser is the video game version of it that came out later. But Drop Mix was it, it attached to your phone via Bluetooth and you would lay down cards and you would actually mix music. And they had all these licensed tracks and everything like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, we never did use the, the we bought like we bought the pop pack and the electronica pack. My wife bought them and we never did actually open the electronica pack. And then I was like, wait a minute. This may be a problem. And I looked and Drop Mix the app is no longer available. So thankfully, like when I got my new phone, it transferred the app over. However, I don't have those pop and electronica cards associated with this device. I don't know if I can download them again. You already cannot download the app to your device. It's it's been delisted. And I will even say that it's, it shouldn't have been a surprise because we then looked on the back of the box, of the Drop Mix box that we bought, and on the back of those packs, they actually say in bold letters, the app will be discontinued on December 31st, 2019. So they told us. A lo- it was literally on the box. Like even the main Dropbox box, it had it on there. So they had that planned obsolescence. This game will no longer work after 2019. And so now I have all these cards, some that we didn't even use. Um, the app did still turn on and it downloaded the main stuff, but I don't know if like I can download the new stuff. Uh, there is an APK out there for Android, so you can sideload that app. I don't know if it, it has all the songs. Uh, if you have iOS, I don't think you can do anything. Um, but that that kind of sucks. And I think, you know, Epic Games, who purchased Harmonix, and we talked about they're not having the best financial situation last week. That's why they you know laid off 830 people. Uh, Epic Games is not pro- probably not going to spend money to keep this going, and the 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 thing here is like that's a physical board game that now we can't play. And I know this is a video game podcast, but I, I do a lot of board gaming stuff as well. And there are other board games that have companion apps, but they're not necessary. Uh, if you look at the game like Five Minute Dungeon which is a game where uh, it's, a, it's a basically five minutes and you're trying to clear a dungeon and it's a cooperative game and everybody's laying down cards. You have an app, they have an app that where it's the timer and because and it allows you to pause the timer because you can pause the timer, I think, twice in a dungeon. And, uh, you know, it, it's an app, but you don't need it. You don't need that app to play 5-Minute Dungeon. You can just use any timer app. But the, their timer app has, you know, fun voiceovers and, you know, music and, 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 you know, ramping up the tension. And it's a lot better than just having a random timer. But you can still play with a random timer. Drop Mix, you literally can't play without that app. Orange Wright says licenses only last so long, but it's a pity that they didn't even think of the possibility that Drop Mix would be successful enough for them to renew the license. The thing is, uh, Drop Mix was not successful enough. Uh, they pretty much abandoned Drop Mix well before that 2019 date. Uh, and really, this is a Hasbro game, so Hasbro discontinued it. 
uh, it, it it didn't do so well. That's why they basically took that tech and put it into Fuser for video games. And then they've also discontinued Fuser. Fuser's gone too. Um, Harmonix is now just a Fortnite developer. Uh, and I don't know how many of their staff they lost. But um, that's... It, 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 Drop Mix was not successful, unfortunately. Uh, it just now has a very big box and takes up a very big space on our uh, on our shelf, and there's nothing we can do because nobody can really play it anymore. As Sharon Matt says, I have it in my p- closet. I haven't touched it in years. My app didn't transfer over from my last phone, so yeah, I can't play it anymore either. Um, and Orange Wright says, put it right next to the Divix discs, not the codec. Uh, I mean, you don't have to say that. I've got, like, it's behind my chair, and I'm not going to move my chair. I've got, like, a whole shelf of HD DVDs right here. Um, so I, I got that. I got a lot of that stuff, but I also have two HD DVD players in the house now. Um, cause I had the, I have the Xbox 360 one cause my Xbox 360 is actually like in my office. Uh, and then I was able, my, my father had an HD DVD player, like a standalone player. Uh, so I inherited that as well. Um, so yeah, so I have a lot of obsolete stuff in this house and drop mix is just yet another one of those. But, uh, that's, that's kind of the world we live in when we have a lot of these maybe licensed properties or online only stuff like Pac-Man 99 where, you know, it's not going to be around forever. And that's something that we're grappling with uh, and have had to grapple with for the past couple of years of games that literally don't exist anymore. And that's why place people like the Video Game History Foundation and other like historical preservation societies that have come up around computing and video games uh, have been trying to preserve these things like old MMOs. Like, you know, Dark Age of Camelot back in the day, uh, you know, the original Ultima Online, uh, Star Wars Galaxies, all, all these games that you cannot play anymore. Uh, and those are those are some of the big name uh, ones. Uh, they're trying to preserve it, but it's actually illegal for them to do so right now. Uh, it, it is. And the game industry does not want these things to be preserved. They do not, they actively fight against preserving things like that. And, you know, preserving especially online games and MMOs because that's their, their that's their intellectual property and that's theirs. And, and the ESA has actually come out, the Entertainment Software Association, which represents the software developers, not the consumers. Uh, they've actually said, well, somebody might have fun. And we don't mind it for, you know, for for historical context, but there is a chance somebody will be able to have fun with these with our entertainment. And if you preserve it. So that is why they do not actually allow uh, the Video Game History Foundation and other things to preserve old MMOs and old, you know, online servers like for Pac-Man 99 or Super Mario 35 or possibly soon F099 whenever that gets delisted. Preservation is key and this is this is one of the things we're going to see more and more of this. Questbuster says Doom RPG would have been lost if it wasn't for fans having ripped the files and converting them over to play on the PC. Yes, Doom RPG was one I that was one of the first mobile games I ever bought on my old flip phone cuz that's what it played on. This was before iPhone uh was Doom RPG which was essentially it was a Bard's Tale-like turn-based RPG. It looked like Bard's Tale, except it was set in Doom, and it had Doom uh, enemies and everything like that. And it was John Carmack's pet project because he's like, I want to put Doom on these cell- these mobile phones. iPhone didn't exist yet. So I wanted Doom on these mobile phones. How can I do it? And he kind of took it as a challenge. Like, how far can I push this little Motorola that everybody has? Uh, and that's what Doom RPG was. And uh, Mike Dev says, yeah, if someone preserves it, uh, then it cannot profit from it when they re-release it. Um, and the well, and the thing is, is like this is stuff that's not going to be re-released. And we know it's not going to be re-released, but I guess the companies don't. Um, like, you know, nobody's going to bring back Dark Age of Camelot, you know, Um so and and there's going to be a lot of other stuff going on because uh, in April of 2024, some more services are being shut down. Uh, Kotaku reports that Nintendo will discontinue online service for the 3DS and Wii U consoles in April of 2024. Uh, at after this point, the 3DS Pokemon storage apps Pokemon Bank will be the only software accessible online. 
Otherwise, owners of the 12-year-old 3DS and 11-year-old Wii U will no longer be able to engage in online co-op, rankings, or data distribution. As part of this, the Nintendo Badge Arcade, which lets you customize your 3DS home menu, will be completely lights out. The 3DS will save your badge data, but if you experience an SD malfunction, you won't be able to restore it. Uh, and that's what Nintendo indicates in a different post. Nintendo has not yet released a specific date or time for discontinuing online capabilities, but it notes that if an event occurs that would make it difficult to continue online services for Nintendo 3DS and Wii U software, we may have to discontinue services earlier than planned. So what they're saying there, and I've had, I've had this conversation before uh, with someone else this past week, because they were like, I no, we should not stand for this. This is terrible. Here's the thing. That's a security thing. And we talk all the time about how these game companies get hacked. It is very, it would be, it's kind of one of the holy grail for black hat hacking groups to hack into and take over the 3DS or the Wii U, you know, to take over Nintendo. We hacked Nintendo and we got all this data. And they're a huge target. Nintendo's a target, Sony's a target, Microsoft's a target. They're all targets and they get through. Um, you know, Sony, somebody hacked into Sony again this week or last week or something like that. And Mike Deffy is asked, when isn't Sony hacked? I know when isn't Sony hacked, but what they're saying there is if there is a vulnerability that is exposed, a hole that is exposed in the 3DS and Wii U, uh, online connectivity, they don't have the budget to fix it. And so they may shut it down early um, because, frankly, they didn't charge money for the 3DS and Wii U online. So they are making no money on 3D. There is no recurring revenue to keep those matchmaking and those servers up. The way they subsidized that was from the price of the game when you bought the game. Well, nobody's buying new 3DS or Wii U games anymore. They don't. They're not selling them online. And it, they're not selling them new in stores and retail, so you can buy them used, but none of that money goes to Nintendo or to anybody that, that put, maintains the servers. And I will tell you this, people who know how to run uh, servers and code servers and, and be programmers, they do not work for free. Um, they, they, they do this for money. They do not operate these servers for the love of the game. They do not operate these servers out of the goodness of their hearts. They operate these servers to put food on the table for their families. And that takes money. You, you, uh, people die from exposure. Okay. So at some point, it doesn't make sense for Nintendo or Microsoft or Sony to continue spending money on these services that maybe only a few hundred people are using. That's why they're shutting these down. 12 years is a long time to have this up. And nobody's playing on like a very, very minuscule amount of people are playing on the online on those systems. And so I think it's time. And unless you want to subsidize the millions of dollars it actually costs to keep up with security updates and patch security holes that might be in 12-year-old server code, that costs a lot of money, probably in the millions of dollars. And if you want them to be on, you should probably try to see if you can, you know, pay Nintendo the millions of dollars it would take because Nintendo's not going to pay that money. Um, they don't want to be in a position like Epic Games where they have to lay off 16% of their workforce because of financial issues. And one of the ways to do that is to discontinue services that people aren't using that are very, very old. You've got till April to play games online on the 3DS or Wii U. Honestly, I took my 3DS offline a bit ago, so I didn't get any new firmware updates just in case I wanted to do something with the 3DS. Um, and the Wii U, I haven't turned on in a while. Uh, and I'm not playing. The only game I played online on the Wii U was Mario Kart, and they ported that to the Switch. So I'm playing it on the Switch now. So the last story I want to talk about tonight is uh, Microsoft. It's, it's almost over. The, this whole uh, nice acquisition at $69 billion. 
uh, it's probably going to happen now. The Verge reports that Microsoft is planning to finalize its $68.7 billion proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard next week. A source familiar with Microsoft's plans tells The Verge that the company is eyeing up Friday, October 13th. Nothing can go wrong. As the closing date where it announces to the world that the 20-month process to buy Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard is over. That date will still depend on the UK's competition to Marcus Authority, though. A regulator that blocked Microsoft's deal earlier this year, Microsoft reportedly, uh, Microsoft recently restructured the deal to transfer cloud gaming rights for current and new Activision Blizzard games to Ubisoft. And the Xbox maker secured pre- uh, preliminary approval from the CMA late last month as a result. So Ubisoft will be uh, handling the cloud gaming of Call of Duty in this and that's probably going to be worldwide the cma has a deadline that expires uh today which is october 6th uh on gathering opinions on whether it should grant consent to microsoft to proceed with the merger a final decision from the cma is expected next week and barring any uh surprise last minute changes should allow microsoft to close its deal uh microsoft and activision extended their deal to the october 18th recently but if Microsoft is able to close its deal next week, then it will bring it close to a 20-month process of regulatory approvals and battles across Europe and the U.S. a little earlier than expected. So earlier this year, uh, we talked about this. The CMA blocked the deal in the U.K. over cloud concerns just weeks before the EU approved the deal with important cloud concessions from Microsoft. The regulatory battles in Europe came months after the FTC initially sued to block the acquisition blizzard uh, in the in the U.S. last year. The FTC then failed to secure a preliminary injunction to block Microsoft from finalizing its Activision Blizzard acquisition, part of a grueling five days of evidence and testimony in July during FTC versus Microsoft. The FTC is still appealing the outcome of that hearing with the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and a decision is due in early December. The FTC is also planning to resume its own administrative case against Microsoft's proposed Activision Blizzard acquisition. The administrative case will commence 21 days after the Ninth Circuit rules on the FTC's appeal, with the hearing held virtually. The FTC could attempt to undo Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal, assuming it closes on time, but it would face an unprecedented uphill battle. So what that's basically saying is that the FTC still doesn't want this to happen. The judge says, no, it can happen. Uh, the FTC is like, okay, well, we're going to still un- try to undo this because we don't like this. And the reason they're doing that is because they have learned from their mistake. Um, they have learned that when they allowed what was called Facebook at the time to buy Instagram, that was something they probably shouldn't have done. So they tried to undo that, and they actually can't. It's too late now. Instagram is too finely woven into Meta, um, and and it's a very difficult process for them to break the two apart because they felt that they shouldn't have allowed that to happen. They should not have allowed Facebook to buy both Instagram and WhatsApp. They, they said, we dropped the ball on that, and they can't reverse it. And so they know that once this goes through, they're not going to be able to easily reverse this deal. S. Sharon Matt says, hate to be the ne- negative person here, but I am not looking forward to the mass layoffs that stem from this. It is really sad inevitability when an acquisition and mergers happen. Hopefully, that's not the ma- uh, it's not that massive, and the folks there have made plans prior to this. I'd hate to be looking for a job now in the industry. Um, hopefully, optimistically, the only people losing their jobs are going to be the people at the top of Activision. I want them to be looking for other work uh, or, you know, one of them will probably get a big, nice golden parachute and probably never have to work again in their life. And they can just invest it in whatever stock market thing they want to invest in. Uh, But that is the hope. Um, Now, that's not always going to be the case. Uh, Microsoft has been laying people off recently as well Uh, in other divisions. Everybody's been laying off people. Uh, It is a sad reality. But I will also say that sometimes, um, you know, being laid off can be some of the best things that happen to people in their careers. It takes a while to get to that point. Um, But, you know, being laid off or fired sometimes is the best thing to happen to people. And they just don't realize it at the time. So 
yes, it sucks to be laid off because that immediate, what happens there immediately really sucks. But uh, many times it turns out to be a good thing. Um, but hopefully none of them will get laid off and they can just leave on their own volition and find their own new work uh, and say, you know what? I don't want to be a part of Microsoft. I'm going to go find my own thing. Uh, that, you know, and that's great. Um, when, when, when the worker decides they want to move on, uh, that, that's, that's really the ideal part, but yeah, there probably will be redundancies taken away. Um, and hopefully it's really just kind of at the very, very top. Uh, so yeah, we're going to take a quick music break. And then, uh, if you want to call in, head on over to our green room voice chat channel over at twitch.tv slash fog network uh or actually uh vognetwork.com slash discord on our discord server there's a green room voice chat channel if you want to talk about anything going on in the gaming industry uh anything that i have missed uh feel free to hop in there during this music break you're participating with the bobby blackwell show you're in the voice geeks network at twitch.tv slash vog network Come join us in the AI revolution, or continue playing games on easy mode with Bobby Blackwolf. The choice is yours. Wait a minute. It's it's accessibility. Thank you. Thank you very much. Don't join the AI revolution. If you want to leave a bumper, all you got to do is uh, send me an MP3 with just your voice or uh, a video of just your voice, and I will choose which DMCA violation to put behind it. Uh, and uh, saying that you're uh, participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show or you're coming back to the Bobby Blackwell Show. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we have uh, some... Uh, is this the button? We, ha- we have some breaking news. Some actual breaking news that uh, I saw posted on our Discord. Uh, and, uh, check this out. So speaking of things that are going to, uh, online services that are going to be shut down, I am, I have a screenshot up on the screen. It says Netflix will no longer be available on this device after October 16th, 2023. Please visit netflix.com slash compatible devices for a list of supported devices. So this is a screenshot of a uh, Netflix, they're ceasing operation on a specific device on October 16th, 2023. The device in question is the PlayStation Vita. So Netflix has been supporting an app on the PlayStation Vita for 11 years, and it's still not available for the Nintendo Switch. But it works on the Vita. Until October 16th, but not on the Switch. If you want to talk about dedication to an online platform, there you go, right there. You know, everybody's Vita's batteries that haven't exploded by now, you could still watch Netflix for, you know, about another week. Monkey 11 says, I never even knew Netflix was on my Vita. Most people didn't. and But you want to know who did know that Netflix was on the Vita? Netflix. Just, just, just saying. So, uh, thank you for your service, uh, PlayStation Vita. Uh, yet, you know, sorry to the Switch owners out there who don't have, uh, don't have Netflix support still to this day. As Jeremy Matt said, uh, says AI will write your apology notices for you. Yeah, that was something that happened. Uh, <laughs> AI writing your apology notices. I didn't actually. Uh, put this in the show roll, but since nobody's in the green room to chat, uh, to to chat, um, apparently, uh, AI program ChatGPT was used to write the apology for the bug-filled Lord of the Rings Gollum game. This is according to uh, from Video Games Chronicle, uh, reported on this in interviews with the German gaming outlet Game Two. Uh, former uh, several former Datalik staff members have spoken to the first time about what went wrong during the critically panned licensed game. Uh, following the release of Gollum, Datalik apologized for delivering what it called an underwhelming experience with the final game. The company said, we deeply regret the game did not meet expectations and pledged to improve it via future updates. It's now claimed that the apology was written with ChatGPT, according to two sources speaking to Game 2. 
It also claimed that developer Data Lake had no knowledge of it, uh, the apology or its content prior to publishing, and that it was handled entirely by publisher Nacon. Don't let ChatGPT write your apologies, or at least edit it. I mean, come on. Uh, Mike Def says, Vita meant life, not death. Uh, S. Math says, I want to be, I kind of want to be in the alt universe where Vita was successful. Vita was amazing. Uh, Truxus says, I still play my Vita and never knew Netflix was on it. I don't know if it's still on the store. <laughs> is the, is the, is the PlayStation store still working on the Vita? I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, Netflix was supported on it. Um, and probably what's happening is with, with Netflix on the Vita is the same thing that happened with like YouTube, uh, and, and all this stuff is that they upgrade their uh, their API, which is the application programming interface um, that that these apps will use to talk to their servers, and they'll update things, and they will retire the old versions of those uh, of the, the basically the messages that get sent back and forth. Uh, they will upgrade to version two, version three, and eventually they will turn off version one. And so that's probably what's happening here is that the Vita is actually running on an older version of what Netflix uses to have its apps talk to a service, and they're finally shutting down that old version on October 16th. YouTube did the same thing. That's why YouTube got taken off of devices like the 3DS and Vita and, and things early on because they went to a new version of their uh, of the system that they use to you know communicate back and forth. And they finally shut off the old version instead of updating the code and pushing out a patch to those apps to use the new version of their API. They just shut down the API and shut down those apps. Um, and but they push updates to currently used hardware like an Xbox One, like a PS4, uh, like you know a Roku, uh, newer Roku's at least, uh, new new Fire Sticks and things like that. They'll push updates to those that are still in heavy use, but things that are not in heavy use, no, they're not going to spend the budget once again, because people don't do that for the good out of the goodness of their hearts. Uh, and if there's not enough people that are actually using it on the Vita, that's, it doesn't make sense for them to spend all, all the money to update the Vita to work with the new hardware. And I mean, Sony doesn't even support the Vita. Netflix supported the Vita longer than Sony did. Netflix supported the Vita longer than the publisher of Lord of the Rings Gollum supported Lord of the Rings Gollum. Let's see if there's any other breaking news. Or if you've got something you want to bring up in chat that you want us to talk about for the next couple of minutes, that would be awesome too. Um, like I said before, uh, I will not be here in two weeks because I'm going to be at TwitchCon in Las Vegas uh, hosting Games Done Quick Express. Uh, so just going to put that here for at the kind of the, the tail end of the show for people who are coming in getting ready for OLR. Uh, Friday and Sunday, I am opening the show, and I may even be doing a little more than just hosting. Uh, hosting behind the scenes or, you know, off camera, essentially, uh, is what I've been doing for the past couple of years for Gamestone Quick. There might be a little bit more that happens. Um, you know, things are mostly solidified, but not really. I'm not actually going to know until I actually get there and walk in the room. Uh, and so, uh, but maybe uh, you may want to tune in uh, and, and stuff. Dark Tetsia says, the wife and I have been playing Illusion Island this past week. Definitely don't sleep on it. I actually did get Illusion Island. Um, and my wife and I played it for a little bit. Uh, so Disney's Illusion Island, this is a, it's a, it, it plays like a Metroidvania. And, but you don't actually attack enemies. You can't actually hurt enemies. You're avoiding them and you're traversing through to, to get things. And... We enjoyed it. It's it's the way that they did the co-op is actually kind of nice where they actually made it to where two people of varying skill levels in gaming can play together. Uh, and, you know, I can play and actually do some of the hard platforming stuff while my wife, you know, tries it and then gets, you know, frustrated and lets me finish it up. Uh, and also you can, one player can help the other. Uh, you can hug to get a heart back. Uh, you know, it, th there's there's a lot of great things. Also, she plays with the invincibility mode, basically, where they, they she she can only die by falling down a pit, basically. Um, whereas I actually have hearts, uh, which was great because when we got to the first boss battle, I died and she couldn't die, uh, so I wound up taking her controller uh, to to finish that boss fight. But it was it was kind of fun. Um, 
so you know definitely don't sleep on illusion island uh it was it was it was a lot it was great S. Sharon Matt asks, what Animal Crossing Lego sets are you looking forward to? The only correct answer is all of them. Well, uh, so there, there's going to be Animal Crossing Lego sets. And the only correct answer is all of them. I am actually going to give the incorrect answer. And because this is interesting, because I brought this up before, elsewhere, not on this podcast. I am probably going to get none of them. And... It's for a very interesting reason that only came to me very recently. I now, unfortunately, associate the Animal Crossing franchise with quarantine. I've played every Animal Crossing the day it came out. I remember I bought the GameCube version the day it came out and all the ones since on the DS and 3DS and, and all that stuff. And, and obviously I got the Switch one on launch. And I played Animal Crossing so much in 2020 that I did kind of burn out on it because I played it so much that now I don't even want to touch it. Um, I've booted up once since to like back up my island because like they all the online features to back up the, your island. Uh I I did it once to do that and kind of went in there, but I'm like, this reminds me of being in quarantine. And I was not in a good place, and I don't think a lot of us were in a good place at that time. Um, So I think, and it sucks to say this because I've been a fan of the franchise for, you know, 20 years, that... To me, Animal Crossing is now associated forever with being stuck in quarantine and seeing all this death and sickness around me. Um, And so I don't think I will ever be able to enjoy Animal Crossing ever again. I hope I'm wrong. I I absolutely hope I'm wrong. If there is a new Animal Crossing, I, I I may be wrong, but... Building Legos of Animal Crossing, not, I don't, that that doesn't appeal to me right now. Orange Wright says, kind of same, but I also feel guilty that my island must be nothing but weeds at this point. Um, at least none of your people move away while you're gone in this version. Uh, that That's kind of nice. Um, and uh, Tr- Trusus, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, says, I hope to check in on my island every so often, usually near holidays. Uh, and, and I did that before, like in, you know, the GameCube and the 3DS and I time traveled some in those games uh, and I haven't done it on my switch, but um, I I did that for a little bit, but then like once quarantine was over, didn't really feel like I wanted to do that anymore. Um, So yeah, so that's why I'm giving you the incorrect answer. Uh, that I'm probably going to buy none of them just because of what the franchise now represents in my head. And I hope, uh, oh, true, true, true X us. Oh, it's true. Okay. True, true. Thank Good, good to see you again. It's been a while. Uh, new name. So yeah. Um, so thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so I, that, that's why I, but I've also got a whole bunch of Lego that I haven't built yet. Like I've got the Pac-Man Lego, that I haven't built. We've actually got so we bought the Peach uh, Mario set, like the the the, the you know to, the Super Mario thing, uh, and Peach's Castle still in the box. Uh, bought those, um, you know, and and we've got a big backlog of, of Legos to build. I finally built the uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred after a year, uh, so but I haven't gotten to the rest of the Lego backlog. So um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, so. The, that's that's something I was going to bring up at some point was about Animal Crossing and just how how it now where it lives in my head now, even though I've played it for twenty years or twenty something years, however long it's been out in the U.S. Um, that now it occupies that part of my brain, and I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to go back to it. But something I am going to be able to go back to over and over again is Orange Lounge Radio. They're coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at Twitch.tv/slash Vog Network. Uh, it's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do, and we like to check in with them and see what's going on there. Uh, so, Sacramento, are you there? 
I am here, Bobby. You know, I, I, I got to follow up on the Animal Crossing thing. I think it would be very interesting if Nintendo were to lean into that a little bit, if they maybe are aware that you're probably not the only person that associates um, Animal Crossing at this point with, you know, everything that happened in 2020. Mm -hmm. And if they maybe don't do some type of theme with the next game, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm giving Nintendo too much credit, but maybe some type of like, let's go vacation, let's travel, let's journey outdoors, mm -hmm. let's explore. Because for so long, Animal Crossing has really been confined into the, you know, what is it, 25 squares or whatever that make up your island. Now, yes, I know before you all correct me on the version mm -hmm. that had the mall and the island adventures with the boat. Yeah. Yes, yes yes but i mean let's let's really expand on a let's go explore a bigger world theme i think that would be a nice way for nintendo to kind of take the franchise to a different place than being confined to that small yeah. island design that really has not changed much honestly mm -hmm. since the original n64 version to be honest yeah. if you want to go all the way back so and, yeah. and honestly that's i believe that's kind of what the sims started doing Mm, was that oh, like yeah, now they did it with a bunch of expansions and you know thousands of dollars worth of expansions but the True. sims started off as you're building a neighborhood and then they were like okay now we're going to add a mall now we're going to add schools mm. now we're going to add vacations now we're going to add this to where your sims could we'll have leave. city yeah <laughs> and i remember they were going to have simsville was a game that they they were yeah. actually doing and then that got canceled it's so funny because it all goes back to Sim City to begin with, but yeah. that's that's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, and I think I've actually mentioned that. I think I was in chat on your show uh, mm -hmm. about my feelings about Animal Crossing. That it's just like I I now associate it with quarantine in my head, and I didn't even realize this until like two or three weeks ago. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't want to go back to that. It might have been in one of our videos over on the YouTube yeah. too. So yeah, we'll see. So. Uh, so, yeah, so um, maybe Nintendo would do that, but also the Animal Crossing formula works. And so you would that also does. get a whole bunch of people that would be like, no, I want to go back to the familiarity. I want to visit, you know, have Red come visit again and mm -hmm. do my stock market and, and all that stuff. They don't want it to change all that much. So it's you like could have both. But yeah, yeah, I get it. I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. Um, so Pac-Man 99 is going away tonight. Yeah. Are, are you going to miss it? R.I.P. in peace. I think I played it maybe once. Yeah, yeah, that's about the same honest. with me. And I, I give Pac-Man games more credit than most people. Like, I love the Championship Edition games and all mm -hmm. that, but I, just 99 never really stuck with me, to be honest. Yeah. I was watching Orange Wright play it before um, oh, well, uh, your, your show started mm -hmm. earlier. So he was streaming it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I need to get back into F-Zero 99. Have you tried F-Zero 99 yet? Because I know you hadn't last week. Mm, no. <laughs> They added new tracks and everything. No, I know. I, you know, it's it's on my my to do list. It's a, to do someday. Yeah. Hey, trust me, I've got a backlog too. It's it's yeah. all good. I I am very good at turning uh, video game purchases into back into unplayed games. That's that's <laughs> what I'm very very good at. Uh, or so, games you will never play in the case of Drop Mix. I know. Yes, I will never play Drop Mix again, despite <laughs> having all these cards. I was like, wow. But they know they, they did warn us. Like, and I didn't even like, it was, I pulled up, picked up a thing. I'm like, cause I looked up online. They, they said, oh yeah, it's going to be discontinued. I'm like, well, that's terrible. But then I looked at the back of the box. I'm like, oh, it literally says right here, December 31st, 2019, all the apps are going to be taken off the store. Like they put it well, on the back of the box. Who reads the terms of service until exactly. it's an issue, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, and in their defense, it was like in bold letters on the back of the box. So it's like, you know, it's not like they hid it. It's just, I still didn't read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mike Def says, you're going to get F-099 shut down. Cause obviously we don't Probably. care about F-0 in this house. Nintendo did it to themselves. That's true. Uh, so what else are you going to be talking about uh, on Orange Lounge Radio tonight? Well, you've hit some of the big headlines yep. that we'll probably repeat a little bit a little later in the show. But it is uh, getting to be Halloween season. Yep. And, of course, if you love scary games like we do at OLR, specifically Silent Hill, uh, there's some good uh, rumors out there about maybe finally we see some of that future of Silent Hill very, very soon. Also, we'll be talking a little bit about what do voice actors really make? Because a recent report came out that um, probably would shock you. So we'll talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that and much more coming up on OLR. As long as Ben Starr is taken care of, that's what I care about. He's going to make all his money off social media and yes. convention appearances. Yes. He's he's playing the game. He's playing the long game, and he's yep. playing it very smart. Yes. 
and he and he's like, oh no, I know what I'm doing because he held up like these old PlayStation One memory cards and like here's my FF7 save and my F. Mm-hmm. I'm one of you. Mm-hmm. I just have a deep raspy voice and I wear low V neck T-shirts when I speak mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Orange Sound Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Network. Come join us, interact with the show directly. I will not be here in two weeks because I will be at TwitchCon hosting Games Done Quick Express 2023, Friday, Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, and Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And at the very beginning of those... Maybe doing a little bit more than just hosting. We'll find out. Uh, so, yeah. So, I will be... Uh, but I will still be here next Sunday night. Uh, you can also find me on social media at Bobby Blackwolf and many places at BobbyBlackWolf.com where the skies are blue. Uh, and you can uh, join us on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord throughout the week. If you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make all this work without the support of the chatters that go above and beyond. So thank you so much, Podculture, for resubscribing. Dark Tetsuya for resubscribing, saying happy 33 months plus 18 months streak. Thank you so much. We had a hype train going, so SJR and Matt cheered 200 bits. Sean three two two cheered another two hundred bits, uh, saying hype because I got to I got to start doing that, uh, and that got us a hype train. Thank you so much for the hype train there. Uh, and then Orange Right rated after playing Pac Man ninety nine for its final evening. Thank you so much for the raid, Orange Right. And then Dark uh, Dark Soccer resubscribed. Thank you so much for the support. I'm going to go ahead and hit the button and get out of here. Thank you so much, and see you next week try to play some games that might get shut down in the future so you can say man i wish i played it more well this is the week play them i'll see you next week bye a winner is you the views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts guests and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the vogue network people who need to hire new voiceover guys or your mom although if bobby said it it really should be This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.